हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब सो टुडे आई हैव विद मी नीमा मिस्त्री She is the owner of Kathak Bells Handmade Creations, a small business that aims to deliver high-quality ghungros throughout the United States. Neema, how are you? Namaste, Pramit ji. Uh, thank you for having me here. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's been a, yeah. I'm really happy to have this conversation with you. So, just to get us started, uh, can you tell us what like what are ghungros and what your relation is to it? So gungus are um these musical anklets that you know they're very common in um most Indian classical dance forms and um each each gungu it's composed of metallic bells and typically these bells are made of brass now um different different dance forms uh have different ways of wearing gungus for example uh bharatanatyam dancers they have these padded gungus and uh, kathak dancers what we use is the gungus that are on a string right and um they're actually right. yeah and we consider them very sacred we do puja we don't wear them with footwear awesome um and yes yeah, so just to get and how did you begin to make ghungros how did that start okay so um i actually i broke my ghungros at one point which okay it's very common Hunters uh-huh. to you know have broken kungus and I um I taught myself to restring them. It's not a very hard thing to do. And so then um once once I figured it out, when others broke their kungus, you know, in my dance class, I would restring their kungus. And um my guruji Sri Mati Shiva Mathur saw that I was I was uh. doing this and so now every time somebody had broken gungus she would send them to me and so from that point on i asked her i i thought about this and i asked her i'm like aunty i think i want to do this because i see how hard it is you know to obtain gungus in the united states and um i'd like to try this and so she said okay that's fine um I was I was thinking about ordering kungurus for these beginners but you're saying you want to do this then um yeah here's these beginners they need kungurus here's what I need can you get started on it and so that's where it began and this was about a year ago um so yeah that was my first official start Okay and since uh, we're talking about a bit of wear and tear and breakage what in your experience what have you found that commonly breaks gungrus and how does that relate to its quality So one thing is that the strings um that gungrus use they're typically made of cotton right and so um one of the things you don't want to do is uh get that string wet and of course you know when you're sweating uh while dancing it does add moisture to the gungus um that's not something that's something you can avoid um but one thing you can do is when you're not using your gungus uh it's it's best to keep them in a bag it's best to keep them you know away from moisture away from just sitting outside so that's that's one of the best things to help your gungus last okay 
Understood. And so that's kind of wear and tear. And what have you found? What makes a good ghungru, what good quality ghungru outside? So assuming the person's taking care of it, um, what goes into the process to ensure that, you know, a good product comes out in the end? How, how does a Kathak dancer or someone else differentiate that they're getting a good product? Really, it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, if you're taking care of the ghungrus, right, they should not be turning black. Uh, ghungrus are made of pure brass. Mm-hmm. And... Um, just just making sure that, you know, those gungus are well taken care of is a very important aspect. Um, but yeah, even the sound, it, it should sound very, very melodious. Okay. And I guess then my next question is, since you're kind of based out of the US and you're selling from here, and I know that a lot of Kathak dancers sometimes like to get their gungrus from India. Could you tell us a little bit about what goes into running a small business here and what the differences in costs and everything like that? Yeah. So, of course, my gungrus um, are definitely, I cannot compete with the Indian price, right? Of course. But I know one thing. um, I am a student who's learning Kathak and I'm very passionate about it. And... um, I believe I've created these gungus for Kathak dancers as somebody who is one. one. One thing when it comes to running a small business is that, you know, many people, when they see the price of your gungus, they'll always, there's always going to be people who say, I can get it cheaper here. I can get it cheaper there. Um, so, of course, that's, that is the one thing that makes it difficult is that, you know, you, you need to, a small business needs support, whether it's gungus, jewelry, uh clothing anything really um that's that's the biggest thing about running a small business is that you know there are a lot of people who would just rather get your resource abroad right and uh, are these comments you've dealt with personally and if so how have you reacted to them or what do you typically tell people when somebody says that to you um yeah i i will personally admit i have been asked many times that you know um, I can get this better in India, or can you give me a discount? It's a bit pricey. To which, you know, the only response I've had is these are my prices and these are final. And really, that's that's all I can really say. Understood. I'm glad you've taken that stand and maintained that boundary. And since you're, yeah, you're making the gungus yourself, and could you tell us a little bit about, and I know that uh, it's very interesting because you kind of, you, you kind of have your own Kathak practice. Could you tell us a little bit about your background into Kathak as well? Yeah. So um, my journey into uh, classical dance started mm-hmm. nine years old. I did not start with Kathak. I started with Bharatnatyam. And I did Bharatnatyam for about five years. Um, about three years into Bharatnatyam was when I began Kathak because I'd always been in love with Kathak. I always wanted to learn, um, but my parents put me in Bharatnatyam. And at that point, I was pursuing both until um, my Bharatnatyam teacher left the United States. Um, and now she's uh, she's doing uh, really great things in India. But um, a few years after that happened, I thought I would be pursuing both. And um, I got so into Kathak but I realized that, you know, if I uh, if I try to pursue both, it's going to affect me negatively in both art forms. So I stuck to Kathak. And so now for the past 10 years, I've been learning 
Kathak under my Guruji. And um, yeah, I'm still learning. I'm hoping to grow and I'm hoping that I can continue this journey for life. Awesome. And since you've, and 10 years is a long time to do anything. So what do you think has helped you stick to it throughout all these years? I would definitely say that um, I've loved dance ever since I was a child. Um, so of course, if, if you don't enjoy it, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then, you know, leaving is not very hard. So of course, my enjoyment for dance and even bigger than that is my Guruji. Um, she is uh she is somebody who I would say, especially when I started Kathak Bell, she was definitely the one person who believed in me a lot more than I believed in myself. Uh, she has a huge role in, um, in me establishing my business. Because, um, so when I talked to her about doing this, she immediately trusted me with her beginner class, no questions asked. And, um, you know, I talked to a lot of family members and a lot of friends about this as well. And they were the ones saying, you know, this is not practical. You shouldn't be doing this. My Guruji was the one person who said, you want to do this? Okay, do it. Um, not only that, but when I created social media, when I created a website, when I created the logo, every single thing, she would say, send this to me, send that to me. I want to see what you're doing. You know, she she went um out of her way i would say to even have phone conversations with me um whether she was encouraging me or whether she was giving me advice uh she she it, it almost felt like she was um she was talking to her own daughter when she was talking to me and that is the biggest thing about you know shiva anti is that you know she she treated this business as if it were her own I see. And that's really amazing. Thanks for sharing that, Nima. Um, of course. So my next question is, um, I guess I'm just personally curious on this one. Since I, ever since I started a podcast, I've been like more immersed in Kathak with the people and my own art. How has your relation to Kathak itself, the art, the people changed ever since you started running your own business related? So, um, I wouldn't say anything's changed. Um, a lot of change came in my life when, uh, I personally was in college and I actually was not able to handle, you know, or I, I was able to handle it, but I wasn't feeling happy being a pre-med student. And so I changed my major to something easier. Um, and um, that gave me more time to do Kathak because I wasn't regularly attending dance cl class my first two years of college. But once I changed my major, I took easier classes and I just overall had more time. That was, uh, that was when I started realizing that I love Gatak more than, you know, I love anything else. I used to think I was born to be a doctor. Um, I used to think that that was my passion. I think that now I know that, you know, science is definitely my hobby and Gatak is definitely something I'm passionate about. And I like to just give more time to it. And so that's probably what changed me more than anything else. And that passion for Kathak is what inspired me to open this business. So I think it's not the, the, that uh, my business affected, you know, my Kathak, but I think it's my Kathak that affected my business. Understood. And 
ever since you opened your business, has it opened up more opportunities for you to meet more Kathakers around the globe or things that you haven't been able to do before? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like I met you, for example, at uh, the New York Kathak meetup and here we are having this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And um, as I started putting my business out there, not only that, but putting myself out there, people came and approached me and there were so many people who um, personally messaged me saying, I love your initiative uh, and I'm sending my students or I'm, I'm recommending my students to you for their gurus. And that was the biggest, um, biggest impact that, you know, we're in a pandemic and obviously we can't go anywhere. And yet somehow I'm meeting more people than, um, than when I was actually out and about meeting people. That is really interesting. I'm sure that's true for a lot of us. Yeah. And yeah, I guess next, I guess the next thing that comes to you since you're running a business now, what are the thing? What 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 have been some unexpected moments while running a business that you didn't know before getting into all of this? Um, wow, there are so many of them. Uh, I realized that when it comes to running a business, especially an e-commerce business, um, you not only have to be good at creating website, and you not only have to be good at like, for example, me making gurus. You know, making gurus is not enough. And uh, you have to be good with web design. I had to learn some graphic design just to make some flyers. I had to learn um, how to take good photos because that's also an important aspect. Um, So just things that I never expected, even writing, just making sure that when I write something, it's aesthetic. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I'm just grateful that I had some friends. You know, I always had friends by my side looking at everything saying hey fix this or fix that and of course my guruji who um was just you know the the main person looking at everything okay understood and i guess my next question would be uh yeah this one i'm kind of curious about so when you made your if you when you took, when you made your first pair of gungrus did you try putting them on and seeing how they sound yeah, yeah. Except what? my what? my first pair of gungrus were a pair of gungrus that I had broken, and they were already my gungrus. Mm-hmm. Already knew the sound. Okay. Um, after that, I wanted uh, a new pair, and so I I was just gonna buy it from India just like that. Mm-hmm. But um, the the shop owner didn't have time, and he. Oh. <laughs> Or he, he said that, um, oh, you have to order in advance. So I said, okay, can you just give me the bells and the string and I'll make it myself? Mm-hmm. did that. Then, of course, you know, when you get a new pair of gurus, it's a tradition that, you know, before wearing it, um, your guruji blesses it. And right. I took it to my guruji. I said, auntie, these uh, these are my new gurus. Um, and I actually made them myself. And so... Mm-hmm them and then she picked them up and checked the sound and she said uh these are good sounding kungurus um and i like your stringing i like your work and so yeah that's that's after that i did put them on i did check the sound and yeah you don't have to check the sound by putting them on you can just pick it up and shake it and know that it has good sound interesting so what does a maybe it's not maybe it's a weird question if not we'll find but 
uh, what is a bad sounding guru like how do you know if it's a bad sound is it just like intuitive you l- you've been doing kathak for a long time and you just know which one's good or bad are there some telltale signs um well one thing um is that i would say each bell each bell has to have a little bead inside of it okay so i'm looking at my kungus as i'm making them if a bell does not have the bead inside of it mm-hmm. i don't use it i put it right so i actually have like a container full of these pieces mm these uh bells are broken and they're also in that collection so just making sure that each and every bell is you know properly made and uh it's not broken in any way and has that bead because when you stomp your foot um you want to make sure that every single bell can be heard at the end of the day the the sound of the gungus produced by two things one the bead inside of that bell and two the gungus hitting against each other and that's what creates that that melodious sound okay that makes sense and i guess my next question is so when you made your first pair or you fixed your first pair do you remember that feeling that you had of creating something that you made and it worked and what was that like could you take us through that i um so when i did that i actually uh did not tell my guruji anything but mhm felt so accomplished um at that point she didn't know i i felt super accomplished nobody could tell the difference um but it was just a a glorious feeling that you know hey i made a pair of gungus you know it, i mean there's no other way to uh, like go about that right yeah i'm sure yeah i i that totally makes sense that you make something it works and you're like wow you can do this yeah yeah and when it comes to the uh, the bells themselves is that something you f- think that can be made in the states or is it being made in the states i'm just curious they are not being made in the states they're uh made in india mm-hmm. uh, and um yeah i've checked multiple resources and okay. the person who makes my bells he this is this is what he does for a living he he makes thing even he makes dias out of brass right I tried uh getting it made in the states or i tried um contacting but if mm-hmm. if you go to the brass the the people who work with brass and say okay can you make this right tell you that you know here it is a very expensive thing to do and it, overall it's just better to pay for shipping from india maybe one day um we can get to a point where it's easier to do this in the us but i don't think it's anytime soon understood that's good to know where like the whole scale is happening so you're assembling them here and i assume the strings are from the us then or the, string, the strings uh, are these... the strings are from the usa okay and understood so the bells come from there and you assemble it here and that yes really interesting how all that whole thing works okay. yes collaborations yes so in terms of like uh, co- uh, collaborating with other dancers artists uh, what do you have in the pipeline right now or who do you want to collaborate in the future when it comes to kathak bells i think um one one thing so recently uh the new york kathak festival mm-hmm. they had their home stages episodes it was it was actually yesterday so oh. uh, 5th of december and it started with uh premiering with um 
Sanjukta Sinaji. And so that was my first ever like big collaboration, I would say, with with um, an organization such as that. And um, it was it was I, I basically um, we basically sponsored uh, Sanjukta Ji's performance. And so um, we had we had uh, so I guess my my initiative the initiative that uh we supported was uh local artists because what Gatak festival does is that they uh take the money from these sponsorships that are given and they pay the artists who are performing for them so that was a collaboration that just happened um my biggest uh collaborations that i would really like to do more than anything is probably with other small local businesses um, to conduct giveaways or other campaigns that we could do to really strive for uh, strive for you know people supporting these local businesses rather than making purchases off of Amazon where you know these these people who hand make these goods are not really getting paid much. Um, another initiative that I really like to support is. Uh, being environmentally friendly and my packaging for Gatak Bells is as environmentally friendly as I can get it to be. I'm hoping that I can do a lot more with this. Uh, so far, what I have is that when I when I pack for a bulk order, my uh, kungurus are put inside a biodegradable bag and wrapped with a hemp cord and then it is sealed with the custom wax seal stamp. So every material, every material that's used in our packaging is environmentally friendly. Um, and I'm hoping that when I, when I start attaching shipping labels and everything, I'm hoping that every little thing I use can be environmentally friendly. That's, that is another big initiative I support. That's amazing. I think people will love to hear about your packaging and that it's really unique that's awesome thank you for taking that time and effort and it really shows the extra mile small businesses tend to go to and small businesses when you when you look to say collaborate with another small business what kind of aspects or characteristics should another small business has that helps you make a decision whether you want to work with them or not so um it depends really uh i think jewelry would be one of them because Gatak dancers also wear jewelry. Um, and we were, right. we were doing a giveaway for Diwali. Awesome. And actually what had happened was because of the current elections in the U.S., uh, all of the hashtags that you use, they, um, Instagram and Facebook and all these social media sites, mm-hmm. they've uh, kind of hidden posts from hashtags, meaning that the information cannot spread, so we could not get signups. So the giveaway has to now be moved until after inauguration. Um, but yeah, that that is uh, another aspect. Is um, one of one of the uh, pieces from that giveaway was these hand painted letters, and it said "Gatak" on each and every single letter. Um, there was something painted, whether it was a hand gesture or. Uh, a Kathak dancer. And um, I think, Pramiji, you've seen those letters and mm-hmm. hoping to continue. I'm hoping that when January hits, I'm able to continue that. 
Um, but yeah, when it comes to initiatives, uh, I want to really endorse and be endorsed by organizations that strive to be environmentally friendly. And I, I want to collaborate with people who, um, who are selling things that are valuable in the classical arts community. That's amazing. Yeah. That thank you for sharing your vision for collaboration as well. And Nima is coming to my last question then when, since you're, you have your own contact practice, you're doing, you have your own business kind of in the weeds now, but when, when it comes to leaving, see the impact, uh, what kind of, what kind of impact, would you want to have say in the world of Kathak and classical dance? Um, okay. So when it, when it comes to leaving an impact, I guess I would like to portray myself as, um, I'd like to do something that is different, something that is unique. Um, and just, I guess whether it's bringing kungurus to people who, you know, it's, it's making accessibility to gurus easier or, you know, whether it's um, helping initiatives like Katak Festival's home stages. Those are the kinds of things that I would like to support. 